0: hello everyone and welcome to the O studio podcast where we delve into the art of feeling better. My name is Tim Bateman founder of O studio a New Zealand wellness franchise that's here to help you relax recover and improve your health and well-being. Today Me and I speak with rugby legend Cody Taylor. We chat about everything from family to rugby to wellness to business. I hope you enjoy Cody Taylor <laughs> Welcome to the the first O-Studio podcast, mate. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. It's, a, it's an honour
0: and a privilege, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Well, obviously, we've just jumped out of a little sauna ice bath session and uh, I know that's no, you know, foreigner, just sort of the, <laughs> the saunas and, and pushing yourself through a bit of pain. I was quite surprised that you only did one minute in the ice bath, that's quite, <laughs> um but I suppose the question there is sort of, you know, because wellness means different things to everyone you know for some people it's you know really looking after themselves for some people it's, it's smashing themselves and so the question for you is like what 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 does wellness mean to you
1: no I think to me wellness is um it's the things that actions that I take myself to feel I don't know like as a whole a whole person if that makes sense like um you know, I can't. I can't pinpoint it to one thing. Like, obviously, I live in the world of high-performance sports. I've got a family, um, so there's different aspects to wellness that makes me who I am. And um, if one part's not right, then it's going to affect the other part. Mm. So I have activities or things that I do to make me ensure that I'm I'm right in all those areas, which then makes me feel well. I think that's sort of the way I look at it. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers it. It does, uh, it really does. And um, do you
0: think, do you reckon like, like one area of your life does impact the other areas of your life too? So if you think about rugby, obviously we're going to get into a lot of this as we go through the interview, but, yeah. um, you know, does what's happening at rugby impact what's going on with your family and impact what's going <laughs> on in the different areas and stuff too?
1: Oh, I think 100%. I think, um, you know, like family life can be hard um, and then you've got the high-pressure environment of rugby. So if that say family like you're battling away with the kids and things mm. aren't going well at home, that's definitely going to affect with my performance um, on the field. Um, you know, mentally it will because you're, you're obviously diverted slightly to thinking about other stresses in your life. Um, but um, it also can balance each other out as well. I think it is a positive thing as well. Like I'm um, the ability to have like my family there support me, in turn helps me perform on the field because I've got their support and I've got their they're backing 100% so I think it goes hand in hand but um yeah it, it, it definitely affects you yeah. yeah yeah
2: you talked about there's a number of different things that you do um does one of them include that sort of space age looking drink bottle you've got <laughs> on the table here
1: <laughs> yeah. oh this thing here I've been heavily influenced um getting this uh yeah Gary Brecker hydrogen iron bottle apparently is really good uh Supposedly good for information. So I thought, why not? And yeah, how does it work? So you, you put normal water out of the tap and then you. Yeah. So I've probably gone and poured your filtered water, which is probably yeah. all good, anyways. And then um, you press this fancy button and it, it looks way cooler when it's not in a bright room, but lights up blue. And then. Oh, yeah. I can just all the, see it. All right the, um, oh, wow. Hydrogen ions sort of. I'm not sure if it's just bubbles or what, but it, yeah, it seems to.
0: That has been popping up all over my feed. didn't <laughs> water, yeah, yeah it's yeah. nearly got me. I think this has taken me over the internet <laughs> yeah, now, seeing yeah. it in person, eh? So yeah. I um, I went
1: out and I got one off off the internet. Have yeah. you noticed any difference? Uh, I'm not sure if it's just placebo, but I, I feel fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a got an affiliate
2: code you want to drop now? So you <laughs> yeah, you can go yeah, and buy yeah. them. <laughs> I just start
1: selling them myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, you know, like, rugby's a huge part of your life and you've had a lot of success with, um, you know, Canterbury, with Crusaders and with the All Blacks as well. But I guess what would be cool to understand is, obviously, O Studio's a wellness company, is sort of understanding how wellness has, has been a part of that journey for you, like where it's sort of, you yeah. know, you're, you talk about doing lots of different things, has that always been a part of it? Has it come in later on? Like, has it, how's it affected things, improved things yeah. across, you know, I guess your whole career? I think... Um
1: I don't know, I suppose I'll go back to the start of it all when I was a young fella, um, sort of coming through the ranks. I've always had to sort of train or do things by myself. I've come from a small union, being from Levin. You know, there's not many people up there you you rub shoulders with that are keen to kick on, go train and and, um, make something out of a sport. And uh, I think that that in turn has led to me to want to go and try things by myself as well and, um, you know, Over the years, I've sort of, when I first started on, I I did what I was told. Um, You know, you're learning, you're young, you just want to put your best foot forward, so you you listen to the the people that are in in charge. And then, as I've gone on, I've sort of gone and dove into I know different areas that I feel like can help me, especially in the um, when it comes to like S and C the and health and. that's sort of what I've done, you know, I've, I've delved in quite a few different things and taken, taken, um, I suppose the good things or the things that I find work for me out of that and, and continued them on. Um, I've worked with a few people, uh, you know, done crazy pre-seasons of CrossFit and stuff and all that. And I've sort of just tried to find what works and I feel like I'm at a point now where I, I sort of know what I need to, to perform and, um, Wellness for this space is a big part of that, and especially for recovery. So
0: it's funny, like you say, um, you know, finding what's best for you. And I, I obviously got to play with you for for a few years. Then I could definitely see that you were. Um, there was a couple of you actually. There was you. There was Matt Todd, Owen Franks, just guys that were always looking for that little extra edge. And yeah, that's funny. Like a lot of people from the outside looking in would look at the All Blacks or look at the Crusaders and think. They must have absolutely every everything sorted for every single individual, but the reality is when you're managing a group of 60, 70 people, you know, you can't get right down to those fine details as to how you can get those sort of extra 1% or 2% and yeah. ultimately it always comes back to the individual like what they're choosing to spend their time on and I was always just super impressed just seeing some of the stuff that you guys are doing around the training and some of the breath work stuff that I was seeing that you guys were getting into after you have been up with Nigel Beach and once again just trying to find all those little 1%ers mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's interesting that you say that it comes from – the, the beginning you know like growing up in a small town having to do things yourself yeah and how that sort of continued through that way but i i mean you must see it too like it's not a normal part of professional sport eh, where everyone's looking to work like that
1: yeah I th- like i think we're we're um heavily resourced and in, like, in rugby in particular like it's definitely all there and the people in the environment you're in can cater for your needs but um I know I was yeah I suppose like where I've come from I've always been a firm believer in going out and finding your own little things that can help you personally and if it does help one or two percent then why not um, and I think now I don't know the the environment in particular the All Blacks you know you got the trainer like Nick Gill who's very open minded to that stuff these days which is awesome mm-hmm. um, he's big on ice he's big on um, heat and sauna. Um, the breathing stuff. He's worked with the likes of Nigel Beach himself, so I feel like that sort of stuff is becoming well more
0: well known and more, um, I suppose, normal. Mm. Um, but it's yeah. people like you, yourself, I guess, that have pushed that forward. You know, like, and, and for me, it, like the thing I find really interesting about it's like you, you've got to have a really high level of self awareness. I reckon yeah. to like know actually, I can get more out of myself here. You know, these guys. You know, you're working with as you say, so experts in their fields. Um, and they're doing a great job I'm not saying I'm not saying that but for yeah. you to be like I actually think I can get more here like that, that's different you know and yeah. and it also requires a huge amount of confidence too like yeah. you've got to be able to back yourself it's like okay I've understood this I've read this I've listened to this and actually I'm going to give this a really good crack and then you're seeing the, the benefits on the field like um, you know, I still think back to some of those seasons, like that 2022 season. I think it was. Yeah. Like you were like, there was some of that training that you were doing there. that you, I, I was like, really? Is you going to be <laughs> yeah. training like this all the time? And then the performance was just like through the roof. Yeah. It's um, it must be interesting, sort of seeing it happen.
1: Yeah. Oh, like well, I look. I think it was well, oh, 2021 was like well that year when I sort of came out and. Pull at a gate and I look back on that year now and yes, I feel like I was playing really good footy at the start and I was, I was training pretty, that was the year I went mad on CrossFit mind, I was doing heaps of um, conditioning work and yeah. I felt fit uh, and then sort of, I suppose the back end of the year, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't well fall away but it probably took a toll eventually and then like fast forward two years to last year, I feel like I got the balance right and there was a bit of that and then there was a bit of like, the other stuff, like sauna, ice, breathing. So all these little things that um, I've, I've gone out and tried and then put it all together. And I think at the World Cup, I felt like I was at my best overall, like from performance side and off field, getting my um, training right, recovery and all that. And yeah, it's probably when I felt like I was I've been the most whole person in terms of everything yep. which is well, yeah. it,
0: it makes complete sense like i think that if i think about a lot of our clients um that come into the studio you know a lot of people would look at some of the stuff like this like a a yoga class or a meditation session or a sauna session or a float session that that almost it's almost like i'm not pushing myself you know it's that sort of mindset it's like i'm i'm not because it's not hard because it's not challenging because it's not i'm i'm like pushing myself to the extreme that it mustn't be as good for me, you know? Yeah. And even just hearing the way you've talked about that there, which is, like, in that 21 season, you were physically unreal, but you probably pushed the boundary a little bit too much and then towards the end of the season, that you sort of noticed the impacts physically. Yeah. And you got that seem to get that balance right around the other stuff leading into the World Cup, like... I think that's a, a problem with a lot of, well, not a problem, I think it's a real common challenge that a lot of people face. I feel they have the same thing. If I'm not dying in a session, yeah. I mustn't be doing enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, um, mm. it's it's a hard one. I've always been the yeah, believer of like,
1: if I do more, it's going to be beneficial, but I think I've learned now that it's not. It's actually you step back. You can still do things that aren't strenuous, but they're still going to have massive benefit. Mm. Yeah
2: where have you like you said you sort of settled on what's right for you now like sort of i guess what's your sort of recipe and and what are some of the things that you've tried that have you know haven't
1: been right for you uh I think all of them i've learned i've i've got some kind of positive out, out of everything if i well, i just name like three things in particular you know around um I've always been big on like circuits and um metabolic training um in the gym, like getting my top-ups. Like If I can't run, I'll get in, in other places. I feel like there's a big crossover in there for for rugby, um, just in the fact that you're pushing yourself when you're under fatigue and quite often on the field you're under fatigue, so still being explosive. So I feel like there's a good crossover there. Uh, breathwork was another one. I've uh, done a lot with Nigel Beach, Wim Hof for recovery, but also the performance breathing stuff he's done, which he's learnt from the likes of like Patrick McCowan, who's mm-hmm. the... Um, big on nose I think he's got a few books and yeah um yes yeah, so I've I've run around the field holding my nose a few times and I was, I was doing that and um not so much doing that at the moment but I still found it quite beneficial um I try and breathe from my nose more now than I ever have and I take my mouth when I go to sleep which is another thing uh and I feel better when I wake up so like there's a direct correlation there from when I, what I do to the way I feel in the morning. Um, and then sauna and ice has been massive for me. Um, again, last year during World Cup I was ice bathing every morning for three minutes um, during that whole World Cup campaign and the crossover from that I think was huge too. Like you're putting yourself in a pretty uncomfortable situation and um, we were talking about this before, like. Um, growing your capacity to deal with stress, um, I think in turn led to me playing better on the field and I was able to, able to dive a bit deeper into it when I was fatigued. So, yeah, those are probably a few things that mm. I've, I'll continue and I've I've learned from.
2: Yeah, and in that sort of environment, like is that, you know, if you were to run around the field holding your nose, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, like in the rugby environment, is that people like, Think that like man, like that's awesome. He's doing that stuff. Or they sort of like, man, like if I went running and held my nose, my wife would be like, "You need to go and see the doctor." <laughs> yeah. You know, like what are you listening to? But like, is it, is it sort of accepted doing this sort of stuff now?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think like I don't know. I feel like the people that matter or are the ones that are like, yeah, that's that's awesome. He's looking for that extra little mm. extra little bit. And then the others that don't think it's cool, are probably too scared to try it, or yeah. maybe or like it's different for them, but. Yeah, I've just never been afraid to give it a crack and if yeah. I feel like it's working for me, then that's half the job done, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. And where's that sort of, where's that come from, that that sort of desire to, you know, you even talked about it before when you're a young fella sort of up in you know, the Capitol Coast there, yeah. like, you know, wanting to do extra stuff. And, and, you know, clearly now all the stuff you're doing outside of, you know, what most people would consider a, you know, a really extensive training program, like that's, You know, in the world that I live in, at least that's not normal. You know, like people aren't sort of doing that. Where is that something that your parents instilled in you or do you sort of have naturally have this desire and are you doing it to be competitive or push yourself or find out what you're capable of?
1: I think it's just, yeah, internal drivers. Um, yeah, like I've had to do stuff by myself and then once I got the taste of success of doing those sorts of things, it's like that feeds the beast, right? You're like, Oh, what can I what else can I do to um make me better or whatever? And yeah, I think um, you know obviously, mum and dad were there and but yeah I think to be honest, it was just a personal thing. I just wanted to keep pushing and find out what else is out there that can make mm. me
0: better or yeah, just just to pick up on one part of that like it's i i, I agree like I think it's in a lot of people i think I think it's a common thing and in, in real high performers is that they're always trying to find that little area for improvement that that room to grow the interesting thing, I think you mentioned before too though is like. That the ability to handle stress, the ability to like push yourself into a challenging situation. Because, I mean, the reality is that's the only time you grow. It's the only mm. time that you actually improve is when you're outside your comfort zone, outside, um, you know, that area of, of comfort, obviously. Okay. And, and like the thing I think most, a lot of people realize don't realize, sorry, is that that's a skill that you can develop. You know, you can mm. develop that skill just by doing that regularly. I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of people would think, you know, actually, I'm I'm just born this way. You know, I don't like that type of thing, or I don't, I, I do like this. I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Um. Whereas actually, just learning to push yourself outside your comfort zone is a skill that you can get just by doing it. And yeah. a, a nice bath is one way, but actually, just going having a tough conversation is another way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: like um. You know, choosing to to say the thing that you it's on the tip of your tongue, but you're too nervous to say. If you choose to go and say that, you've just just trained that area of your brain to be able to do it again. Yeah. You know, and over time, that muscle becomes more accustomed to put, and that that's when that real growth starts to happen. Yeah, I think that's um, yeah, I think that if, if for anyone that's sort of interested in this area, I think you've got to realise you can develop that too. You know, yeah. it's not just you're not just born with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it grows. But yeah, I think obviously you, you just had this crazy desire to mm. do extra, which, you know, maybe in the world you guys exist and the people that you hang out with, that's, but I, I agree with you, Tim. I just, I think a lot of people don't have that. You know, I think I'm, like majority of people find it, you know, it's easier to sort of comfort's comfortable, right? Mm. Sort of that drives you. Out. And so, I mean, what's now you're on? sort of a sabbatical <laughs> you're sort of taking it a bit easy you're coming in doing podcasts you know like yes. what's, what's happening
1: uh, no it's, I've, I've sort of just utilized this break as a chance to sort of reset um, you know having kids now you know I've spent a lot of time with them it's been awesome um, you know they keep you busy school holidays yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Like my wife doesn't work at the moment, and then obviously it feels like I'm not working at the moment either. So we've been at home with the kids the whole time, and it's been awesome. At times, it's been really tough. And school start next, uh, starts next week, so <laughs> sort of <laughs> looking forward to that.
0: But um, I think every parent's saying yeah, the same thing: yeah, hey, yeah, bring, yeah, on, bring yeah. on, school! But, then, school yeah, but it's a
1: massive uh, privilege to be able to like be at home with them through that time, and you know. Play golf with the young fella and and stuff like that. So now I've sort of just started putting some structure back into my um, my weeks around training, and um, Gilly's looking after me. So yeah, it's it's things are starting to kick off again, and I've still got a wee while, but you know, I'm still
0: enjoying the time off too. It's interesting. I mean, that's the area that interests me a lot. I mean, it's a it's something that I found really hard through my rugby career was just getting that balance right, yeah. like you know, both ways, you know, when things were hard at home and how much that impact me on the field yeah. and vice versa, when things, when I wasn't playing well or, you know, you know, just wasn't feeling great on the field or, you know, not performing how I knew I could, how that would impact me at home. And, you know, you've talked a lot today about trying to improve, you know, in that sort of rugby space, you know, in that physical performance space, you know, you're looking at all these extra ways to improve. Like, do you have that same sort of mindset to The other areas of your life too, like how can I be a better dad? You know, how can I be a better husband? You know, how can I be more present and and, and when I'm with my family? And I suppose a time like this gives you a bit of an opportunity to, because you sort of see that few things there, like because it is hard being at home often. (laughs) You know what it is, and it's we all love our kids. I mean, I love my kids, but Jesus, sometimes (laughs) when they're young and you've had sleepless nights and you're trying to manage stuff going. I found that a challenge to get right. Like, do you yeah. have any sort of ways that you try and get that right? Is there anything anything that you've sort of applied uh, through your career?
1: I think um, that's a huge work on for me. Um, all the other stuff probably with, my, with to be, if I'm being honest, is like, um, yeah, like I, I feel like I'm a good father. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm present most of the time. Um, there's you know obviously the rugby's not forever, so that space is gonna as a massive like work on for me as well, like what I'm gonna do after rugby um, and I haven't got that fully planned out yet, so there's a bit of bit of angst there, but um no, I think there's sort of again there's crossovers from like the stuff I do for myself that help me be a better person for them as well um but I have found this last window of like time off like you're often questioning yourself like and you can i don't know it's hard to explain, but you've when you're stressed, when like a 5 year olds stressing you out, and you're the dad, it's like mm. I know why he's stressed, and he's five, and I'm I'm feeling the same thing, and I should know better. Like, yeah. and, and that's that's the growth that I feel like I'm still learning, and, and um, as a parent, and yeah, th- I've been in those moments quite a few times over yeah. the last few weeks, but um, yeah, even just stepping back is an awareness, which I feel like is a good thing. Like, yeah. if you're not aware of
0: that, and yeah.
1: You're going to the next level, then yeah, that's not good. That's, yeah, that's being when you, to,
0: yeah being able to notice that moment hey, yeah yeah because I mean I think I mean someone said this to me a wee while back now I can't remember I'll, I'll muck it up but it's along the lines of like you can't you can't control your actual reaction like internal reaction what's going on in your head when something happens to you yeah you can control how you actually choose to react yeah, yeah. If that makes sense yeah. so it's like you know your kids being a little nightmare you know and, and like you can't control like it's completely normal to fume inside and <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I fumed inside a lot I mean Chivas, yeah. I've got two teenage girls flight now and yeah, is, yeah. That, that, that is activated yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> but you can always choose to, how you respond and yeah. so the first part of that I think yeah spot on is like as being able to have re- a real awareness of what's yeah. happening at the time but being able to like the funny thing with this for me too is like a lot of people um you can understand something really well like you as you said, you can understand that you shouldn't be feeling like that, but actually being able to do it in the moment and be present yeah. in that moment is just a completely different thing <laughs> it's eh? so like hard. it's yeah. hard yeah it's really hard
1: yeah, and yeah. i, I um, yeah yeah, I feel like I was at my most calmest when I was doing um Although the family wasn't around, like I was, that was my wife was still telling me that it was hard um, at home when I was away in France. And but I felt like I was at my most calmest, and one of the main things I was doing for myself was getting in the ice every morning. And because mm. there's that level of stress that you're purposely putting yourself in, it, it makes everything else and the other stresses a lot easier to deal with.
0: Yeah, and especially there's something about the start of the day too. I reckon around <laughs> yeah. that, like it's almost like if, if you've done that at the start of the day. Like, you've just put yourself... Because no one likes being in the freezing cold. Like, it's not an enjoyable (laughs) thing, you know. And if it was enjoyable, potentially you wouldn't get the benefits that you do get from it. But I think, you know, being in the every morning, you know, and just not enjoying the rest of the day, everything becomes easier, doesn't it? It's not easy all of a sudden, but it's easier. You're just taking yourself to the extreme every day. Mm. You know, everything post that can be a little bit easier. Uh, Yeah. I agree, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, one, one thing, actually... Bring something up because I mean this whole family thing and perspective and just the way that you yeah um that your mindset is interesting. I don't know if you remember this, but I sent you um I sent you a text after the Rugby World Cup final and just said something like, "Mate, we love you," you know. And uh, after the uh, after after the loss, do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you said? But you probably won't remember. You probably had <laughs> thousands of messages. Um, I'll read it out if that's all right. I think there's a bit of around perspective. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, this is literally the day I was within twelve hours of yeah. of walking off the field. And you sent this. Thanks, bro. So close. Hard when you give everything for these moments. But I must be getting old because my perspective is that I get to come home and be a dad and husband. That's all that matters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how, how, like, how does that make you feel? Sort of hearing that, like, what, yeah. what? How can you get into that mindset? You've always been working towards the World Cup for mm. such a long time, and everything you've talked about, is like the preparation, everything goes into it. And within such a short period of time, to so be able to chuck yourself straight back into a, a sense of perspective, like that's pretty cool, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think that's just learning over time. Like, um, like I look at 2019, for example. Uh, I, I think I was overwhelmed deeply by. Um, not being more successful in that campaign and then, yeah, not dealing with that at all. And because we lost in the quarterfinal, we had to sit through a whole nother week of being there and, and then I didn't play and it was just like, it was pretty like crap feeling. Um, I think just perspective has changed just because of having, well, for me, is, is having children. And um, one of the biggest things was having, well, my son was there at the uh, final and like, all he wanted to do was like touch the trophy and he didn't really care yeah, yeah. and he did but he couldn't understand why he couldn't yeah and um but he was just stoked to be there and, and then to have him there like that was cool um sort of not i don't know it doesn't really relate to what i said but yeah all that mattered was that he was with me he got to come out on the field with me and and the fact that he was with me in that moment like it's like just looking at him was like, man, that's all that really matters. Like as we give so much for this game and like oh, I would have loved to lift the trophy,
0: but um to have him there was pretty cool and yeah. <laughs> I mean it's so it's so easy to lose that perspective. I mean, it's not I mean, I'm not saying that, that you've got to think like this all the time, but the reality is like the people that will be listening to us, like a lot of us have kids, you know, a lot of us have kids and you've just been in one of the highest stress, incredible environments, you know, 80,000 people screaming, you know, like millions of people around the world watching. Whether you'd won or lost, I'd probably suggest that that was probably still going to be the same thing. You're still going to look at your your boy mm. and think this is the most important thing in the world. And uh, I think really driven people in particular, I think they are constantly looking out at what they need to achieve and where they need to be going and sort of forget actually there's so many incredible things right in front of them, family being first and foremost, but it's... um. Yeah, being able to get into perspective quickly, I think is, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty – it's a massively important skill set to have, I reckon.
1: Yeah. And, that yeah, like I say, I was learning – it didn't, doesn't just happen, right? And okay, think over time, you become a bit more mature and you realise what real things – what actual things matter in life. And, yeah. Because yeah, I suppose them.
0: you'd experienced all of it. You did 2015, obviously, yeah. the highs of the highs, yeah. 2019, as you say, and then 2023, like, so – yeah, Maybe that's maybe, yeah, a perspective is, get, is off the back of huge amounts of experience, you know. Yeah. Like, maybe that's you need that. Experience. I think also
1: last year was like, um, like we're yeah, all Blacks always a great team and awesome to be a part of. Uh, you yeah, know, we went into that world cup not being favorites, and the fact like we were so tight as a group, and then we got to where we got to, it was like unreal and like there was so much belief in the environment uh and then it didn't happen But I think there was just so much of a, a sense of pride that we'd done it all together and and like that's all that
0: mattered we we dug so deep together and yeah then, yeah yeah like that I've heard that a few times now like that group was so tight mm-hmm. and I could see you could see it in the interviews you know like in the boys at the world cup and even like Jace Ryan talking about it like what 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 was that? What was the difference? You know, like because you're saying that, and a lot of the lot of the, the the way it's said is that because it hasn't been like that all the time. You know, not all mm. the time. And every team you get that real tight sense of man, we're in we're in this together here, yeah. and it's a bit spe- like how how where did that come from, you reckon? I think partly
1: because that you know we, oh, written off's a pretty tough term for you know to say, but I think yeah, the expectation probably wasn't that high, but in the group, there was a high, like there still was that real high expectation. So it was like, oh, well, we've got each other. We all believe in ourselves. So let's come together and do something about it. And um, I don't know, there's just the culture just sort of shifted. You know, in the All Blacks, it's always about high performance. You're expected to mm. to perform. And that at the end of the day, that's what we're judged on. Um, but I felt like in The environment last year, um, it wasn't just about that. It was about coming together as a group, um, which was probably the first time it's felt like that for me in the All Blacks. Wow. Um, And just, yeah, from, you know, first, second years, right up to, you know, the Sammy Whitelocks and Guzzlers of the team, everyone seemed to get along and, yeah, there's still heated moments. And so there should be. It's it's high performance, but, um, yeah, it's just a special group. Yeah talked
2: before about like you know having your boy there and, and stuff and obviously you know my life's a lot different but I've got kids and I've found that kids are um, like almost a humbler to you, but like, you know what I mean? they're sort of like their naive sort of innocence is almost like really refreshing to you, you know, especially when they're young, right? They're sort of, you know, he just wanted to touch the cup, like, Like, and obviously, you know, it would have been great if you'd won, but he didn't really care. He's like, so what can I touch the cup? You know, like, and sort of like that, that you talk about perspective, that their naive innocence kind of gives you that, I find, you know, like you've had a really hard day at work and you get home and just like, you know, like, a nappy full of shit is a nappy full of shit regardless of what you've had <laughs> yeah, during your day, you know? Yeah. And it's just sort of like, I really like that sort of, you know, or you ask them a question, they're just like, you know, what's the best part of your day? And like my daughter is just like, she loves Frozen and Elsa. She's like, got to wear Elsa dress. And, you know, and just really like humbles you. And yeah, I find yeah. that, you know, you talk a lot about perspective and I just wonder if sort of like sometimes kids... Innocence provides that.
1: Yeah, that, don't take things too seriously, do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that one of the first things he said to me after that final was like, "Dad, you lost." <laughs> 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 it was like, "Yeah, yeah, we did, son, um, but that's all good." Like, yeah, and even that, it's like, "Oh, that's a punch in the face." Yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That is what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, but thanks, it's that man. naivety <laughs> yeah, that sort of yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, sweet, eh? Hey? Yeah, sort yeah. of just
2: grounds you again. Yeah. And um, there's been some pretty cool, you know, moments in in your career, and. um, you know, when we started to sort of research you obviously Timmy knows a lot about you but there was a few things we sort of wanted to look up as well and when we kept researching you there were a couple of things that sort of kept reappearing and one is, uh, is one is this video and we just wanted to
0: what is going on here mate? in all seriousness <laughs> this is it's actually hilarious I've watched this so many times oh, I, it's, um, I think you've got to you know which one it is but it is so funny I've got to bring it up where are we it's not a setup. it sounds like it's a setup. but Push play on this, hold up, actually. Push play on that, mate. Oh. <laughs> Turn it up, Murdy.
2: For those of you uh, listening, uh, we're just showing Cody a, uh, a bit of a clip of him and Dane Coles having, <laughs> having a wee catch-up. Uh, if you are listening and you want to check it out, then um, just you'll find the link to check out the video in the show notes from way, way back, and I'm talking Horafinua days. That's
0: how far back. Mate, like, (laughs) honestly, when I saw that clip, I seriously, like, it was just, I love that. Obviously, I love that little bit of, you know, that that rivalry that's in there, (laughs) but, like, you know, you two in particular, obviously, you've got, like, history coming from the same place, You've competed for such a long period of time, and then you're close mates as well, and sort of. But how do you jump in and how do you jump in and out of that from being like? Because <laughs> I know we all know Colsey. We all know Colsey on the field as one of the more challenging people to oh, play with yeah. in terms of all the stuff he does. But um how can you? How does that work? Oh, I think there's just a huge amount of
1: respect there for each other. But yeah, he got the. I suppose he got the better of me that day, and uh, <laughs> he rubbed me the up the wrong way, and. Yeah, funnily enough, I ended up getting sent off in that game. So, <laughs> um, No, I, I don't know. I, I love Colsey. He's, he's the man. I've always respected him and what he's done for the game mm. and hookers in, uh in their own right. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> you have a scuffle and that's what rugby's all about, right? Yeah, you can do that and then still massive respect afterwards and can talk crap about it and um Yeah. Big learning for me that game, though. <laughs> so yeah. Big learning for me. Yeah. Just win we a wee too far. Into yeah, the yeah, yeah. Just like you think you're in control, but you're not. And then you're like, "Oh, all right. yeah. yeah, I don't have to go that far." Like S.H. Scotty Hansen. Yeah. He uh, squared me up pretty quick. He's like, "Yeah, you're better on the field than
0: you are off it, mate." And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. It's just tr- funny the eh? way. Because you can like, you can laugh about it because it is, it's funny. It's like a, and I I think you're right. Like you've got this, like the core is like you've got this huge amount of respect for Colsey. He's Mm. got a huge amount of respect for you and you're both massive competitors that want to like hurt each other (laughs) and and push each other. And then when you're together, you're like, actually we love each other, you know? But the other side of it is that it's like you push yourself a wee bit too far there. You got into a space that should mean, it sounds like you got carded too. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's a learning that you've taken forward clearly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, big big
0: mental learning there. Yeah,
1: yeah. on the field. Yeah, that's where the best
2: lessons are, though, right? You know, yeah. and, the, and the mistakes you made, whether you call that a mistake, I'm not saying it is, but you know, like you look back and go, shit, yeah, right. Like, yeah. Next time it happens, you're like, been here before.
1: Yeah. Well, that was before the playoffs. Um, that was the week before we started the playoffs. So it was sort of like a wee reminder that you know you don't have to go that far into being into or like of an intensity to um, make your presence felt. Yeah, you like you say, you're better off being on the field and doing what you do best um, when you're on there. So, yeah, I think it was a big big learning for me and also a big, um, I suppose, rewarding away for me for the rest of that series to going on to to, to winning.
0: Yeah, he he got the last laugh, I guess. Did yeah. you have any moments in any of the, the following games or have you had any moments in the following games where you felt like you are at that similar spot and you managed to do something differently, or is it more um, not, just?
1: Yeah, not in the like probably, not in terms of like um, like scuffle, or, um, yeah. but just knowing that I don't need to go to that place to to have presence. That's probably the biggest thing I, I like. I recall was I just need to do my job and do it well, and um, I'm doing my part for the boys, and um, although I don't mind the odd edginess here, but um, yeah, no, I think it was uh, just a good learning. That's, a,
0: that's an interesting codex, actually, yeah. I, I don't need to go to that place to have presence and you can put that into a lot of different contexts, it's not just sport, you know, I think a lot of us, we put on a bit of a facade sometimes to like, you know, because we want people to receive us in some sort of way, mm. rightly or wrongly, you know, but Often it's not often just being yourself, being just nailing your role, being yourself, being really authentic. Yeah. You know, not having to sort of go anywhere. It's that's more powerful in the long run. You yeah. know, it's interesting. Hard out. The other
2: clip uh, that we had is this one, and I'm sure you've probably seen it. Uh... And again, if you are listening, uh, this video is uh, was actually from the Crusaders Instagram page, and it's when the Crusaders won the 2023 Super Rugby title. Uh, and as Richie Mwunga's kick goes over, there just happened to be a, a close-up of, uh, of Cody. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a bit of emotion going on there. But um, again, if you want to watch the clip, then you can, uh, you can find the, the link in the show notes.
1: Special moment, that one. <laughs> so good, eh? Yeah.
2: So I remember when that happened, you know, and um, it struck me because um, obviously that's, a, you know, the, the highly emotional music in the background yeah. sort of plays it up and, and I, I, you know, remember the situation and, um, you know, I'm, I was watching that and I think, you know, you see everyone's running over to Ritsu who got the kick, you know, and, 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 you know, it's not like you've never won before. You know, you've been, you've won, you know, six times in a row you know, leading into this and then all of a sudden you've won this and your reaction and your emotion, you can tell you even just said then it's a special moment. Yeah. Like it, it just it, it caught me for some reason. It, it seems it felt special watching it.
1: For you. Yeah, I I think you just get o- overwhelmed with like I suppose why like what it meant what it meant and what it means. Um know, yeah, I think uh knowing that of, in that particular moment and, and that that final it was going to be the last for a lot of boys that like I've played with since what 2017 when we won the first one um there's not many of us left that have, were part of that I think there might be three or four maybe um there might be more but yeah wow. off the top of my head there's Drummo Davey um and that yeah I'm yeah, wow, pretty sure right. that's it um so, like, you know, you've been through everything with those, like the likes of Richie Moe, Jack Goodhue, um, Sammy Whitelock, um, just those men that have given everything for the Crusaders. And then, yeah, I think I was just overwhelmed with a bit of emotion there that they're gone, but we've done it. We've, you know, we've done it for them. It's their, it's their last ride, even like Razor. Um, yeah. So, very special moment. And, yeah, that was eight that was I was on the field the whole time. I never played eighty minutes too, so yeah. I was buggered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's more like a, thank God this is done. Yeah, is yeah. it is it relief or is it elation or is it kind of the two mixed together? Um, yeah, I think mean, it's the two mixed together, yeah. Yeah. Cause that was probably up there with the most competitive or final we we've probably had in terms of like we were losing in that that game and I'm pretty sure every other final we've been in the lead the whole time, so, yeah.
0: It's funny, like, when I saw that, honestly, what I did see was exactly what you've talked about, was, like, you've just got this huge amount of care for the guys that were leaving. That's what I watched when I was like, it's just, like, it's pretty cool, you know, like, you can create something so special as a group and you feel like you almost owe it to them more than you are. You're more happy for the group than you are for yourself, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you know how much has gone in behind the scenes, and you're just so so happy that you've done it f- for the group. Yeah, that they can go off on the note that they deserve to go off on. Oh. Like that's that's you know you've created a special culture, a special environment when people are actually putting that before their own, you know, their own yeah um, needs, wants, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you think of someone like Richie Moe, you know. Mm. He's, Leeds red and black, like that's his favorite jersey, I'm pretty sure. And for for him to be his last, and then you go out and do that, and well, for him to kick the bloody penalty, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's that guy, <laughs> but he is eh? to do it for him is, yeah, that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he's he is absolutely one of the greats. Mm, yeah, yeah, he I mean, he has to go down as I think the best super rugby player of all time, of all time, yeah, yeah. like. I, I don't know if anyone can be in that in that same conversation. Yeah. Like influence on this on the game and this and the competition. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And just um his performance in all the big games too. Like mm. he just he rose to the, those occasions like no one else. Eh? Yeah. He, you'd almost see it early in the week as well, like he's he's like switched gear already.
1: Everything, yeah, yeah. The way he talks, even in the leadership meetings and stuff, like which you've been a part of, like yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. He Is
0: yeah, he's special, man. He's yeah. a special human being. Eh? He's gonna be missed, he really is. Like, yeah. not just like he could he could not touch a ball, you know, and he'd still be missed, you yeah. know. Like, or, you know, it's just I don't know. It's um, yeah, he gives so much more to the whole group, you yeah. know, and he keeps people on their toes, but then he's the person, he's the quarterback that you want to protect, you know, like he's and the he's guy the that you clown yeah, and, he's he's the, the Joker and he's the ace clown. And, and he's, <laughs> yeah. And he's he's teed up some free bed delivery. For one, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just yeah. I don't know. He's he's. Uh, I'm quietly stoked he's gone yeah. to my old club in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, six from six or whatever they are over there. and yeah. I was there, we were zero from six. But um, yeah, yeah, he's a special human. He yeah. just keeps on giving, that boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what about what about for you, mate? Like, because obviously you've had so many of these awesome moments. You know, like you've had so many. Yeah, so many of the highs, you know, like yeah. Super Rugby, international rugby, um, you know, like a lot of a lot of the people we have coming in here are dealing with hard stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they're here managing pain, managing stress, managing real challenges, I guess, and. I mean, I mean, you can put them all in, into perspective, but the reality is the hardest thing someone's ever been through is the hardest thing they've ever been through, you know. And so, like, do you have any moments in your career that you look back on and think, man, that's when it was, that's when I was at my, that's when it was the hardest. You yeah. know, that's when, that, that are some of the things that, you know, I, I, when I look back on, you know, it's, it is tough, you know, because oh, everyone yeah. sees the highs in your life, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%, I think, um uh when was it? 22, yeah. 2022 is probably, in terms of, if we're talking rugby, yeah, that was probably the hardest year for me. Um, Felt like I had a good super rugby and then um, made the All Blacks and then obviously had a bit of a form like slump and wasn't through lack of trying but trying's probably the key word in the end. (laughs) You know, you're trying too hard and um, and then, yeah, oh, yeah, I felt like we played RG here in this, and then, um, you know, we had the chance to win the game line out, don't throw it straight. All before that, um, yeah, all well, that sort of like was the, I suppose, the tipping point for me around how hard it, it's been, what it felt. And, um, yeah, I think even in Super Rugby, like I had conversations with Luce, uh, my wife, like. How long do I want to do this for like how much many more many more years do I want to do this? Do I want to stop now? Like genuinely had thoughts wow. about I don't know what it was, whether it was just like a like a, it wasn't challenging or something, but um I'm glad I came through it and like through her support definitely yeah. was a big part of that. And um I think if I looked if I did say walk away and, and then I would look back, that would be a massive regret. Mm. Cause I sit on the other side of that. It's like knuckle, knuckle down, get over it and get on with it. Um, I can say that I came out of that and, um, yeah,
0: it came out all right. <laughs> what else helped, what else helped like manage the hard, you know, like, um, you know, you said that Lucy gave you huge amounts of support, you know, mm. like what else helps you get through the hard times? Oh, I think you yeah, reach out to the
1: people like i like I said, we're it's a very resourceful uh, environment rugby. So the likes of um, you know Jace Ryan, been he was all Ford's coach at the time. He had some honest conversations, but I could sit down with him and and nudge no out a plan. Um, you know, Fozzie also was hugely supportive of me and um, says it as it, as it was at the time. he's like you 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 know you're not getting pit because you're not playing well and but that doesn't mean we don't want you and you know hearing that alone you know gives you a little bit of confidence that if I have a good plan which you know I sat down and came up with a good plan and it paid off and yeah I think it was just I'm, I'm lucky to have a good support crew around me and and then what did that plan look like I think it was just it was really just going back to the basics like what does Cody Taylor look like when he's at his best? What does he do on the field? I sat down with Kerry Evans, who's a mental skills coach. Everyone knows that name, I'm pretty sure, in the sporting world. And it's funny, when you're going through the form slump and um, you feel like, oh, I can do this by myself, you overanalyze every little part, and then you try and do so much to get it right. And then you talk to someone like him, who will just pretty much rip the paper in front of you, yeah, <laughs> and but like, this is what it looks like when you 're at your best. These are all you this is all you need to focus on, and just give you like a couple little steps to to do or to add mm. and that's and that's all I done. I just listened to what he said, did some visualization stuff, which was I feel like a massive benefit for me as well. Um, my tendency is to overthink when i 'm under pressure, and um I said, keep it simple. Mm. Like, um, for example, of line up, walk, step up to the line, throw the ball. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when you break it down into those little things and how you almost make it seem minuscule, it it, it has a massive effect on your ability to nail those moments and, yeah.
0: I mean, that's the thing I love about rugby more than anything is is just – the the analogies across that go across into just life in general. Like everything you've talked about there is, you could change the situation from your challenge, you are finding rugby you know, that you form and and you're in, 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 your, in the game hard, to something that's completely different. You know, out yeah. off the field, family, um, work, whatever it is. It's it's um you know understanding how you know step back. What are you what do you like at your best here? And what are the things you need to? What are the steps you need to take? to get yourself into that position, if that makes sense. And like the high performance sport for me is just like a magnifying glass on life. It's like, everything is just like honed in so tightly, but the same principles go across into, to, into everything else. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, they say, like, uh, cause the reality is everyone's going through something ch- tough most of the time, you know, like we, we all sort of bump shoulders against one another and say, g'day, you know, how you doing? And yeah, we're great. And it has, you know, what's been up with you? Um, but the reality is, we're all managing something. Mm. We all got—we've all just one of us has had a fight with one of our partners, and <laughs> someone else is managing money stuff, and someone else going thinking about that. They haven't been eating well. Whatever it is, you know, we're always managing something. Yeah, but having a process to how hey, you can sort of work yourself through those times is just so important. Mm.
2: I think hearing that you know, you know people at your level have the same thing because you know you think like I wanted to chuck in the towel. You know, it's like you know, if, if I put, like, a business hat on, you know, like, there's been days where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why yeah. You know, like, it gets so hard, right? And yeah. you're sort of like, but, you know, you come back to a simple plan and you follow a couple of things and, you know, you look back and you're like, gosh, imagine, I'm so glad I didn't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: it was that easy if you just literally stepped back, got some support and and looked at it. Uh, yeah, it
0: was, it was just a few easy, simple steps to follow and I got back on track. Can't underestimate that support piece, though, too, mm-hmm. eh? You know, like... Having good people around you that understand you, that care about you, yeah. uh, that is just invaluable. It is. It's like I remember someone saying like, you know, you're the sum of the five people you yeah. spend most of your time with. It's like if you think about the five people you're spending most of your time with, and that might be a social media influencer. You know, you might spend two hours a day watching them. You know, yeah. um, or the the books that you're reading, or the mm. you know whoever it is that you're spending most of your time with. If you smash those five people together it's probably who you are it's probably the way people see you mm-hmm. and so just being really careful I reckon with you know I mean that sounds a little bit crass but just choosing who you spend your time with really wisely especially yeah. when you're finding things difficult because when you're finding things difficult and you you've it's, got it's more of a tendency to, to make bad decisions <laughs> you know what I mean and Like I always know when I'm stressed or I'm like I'll go home and I just want to eat everything, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I'll I'll just want, I just want to smash that packet of chips. It's easy to lean into things that are worse for you when things are hard. So if you've got someone there who's like who understands you and who really supports you through it, it's just it's just so different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that yeah, for me like comfort is. Doing things on my own because that's sort of what I've known. So like you go back to when we first started talking, but then being like, comfort also meant that I tried to do everything. Or like, whereas the uncomfortable part for for me was going to reach out to Mm. like Security Evans, who was a guy that I thought was just going to grill the crap out of me and then um, make me sound like I'm crazy. But once I did that little uncomfortable part of actually having a talk to him, I realized it was like, man, he is yeah. Unbelievable and he's kept it so simple. Yeah. Um, and now I feel a thousand times better than what I did yeah. trying to do it by myself. Yeah. I think the
2: the key word is that it's simple. And I think often when you're in those situations, right, it's that simplicity that you you ignore because the answer is so simple. And obviously, like you're in a high performance environment, and you've got people like Kerry Evans, but I often like, you know, you listen to you know I listen to a lot of psychologists' podcasts and they they just simply talk about like exercise, sleep, and food. You know, like, are you getting those three? If you're in a hole, like are you getting those three things, right? Because Mm. if you're not, you're really giving yourself a poor platform to try and do anything from, you know? And it's the same, I think that's probably whatever level, right? You know, Mm. because the first thing when you're stressed, right? The first thing you do, and if you've got a busy timetable, like maybe not for an athlete, but for this is like, oh, well, I don't have time to exercise. You yeah. know, or I've got to stay up late and get this finished, or I'll just eat something quick on the go, and instantly you sacrifice the three simplest things that are probably you need that solid base as you're trying yeah. well, the, like the, the things you should prioritise, right? Yeah, and
1: mm. which then in turn leads to
0: being better in the other
1: areas. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, really interesting.
0: And everyone's different like that too, with like the prioritized thing. You know, like it's easy, it's easy to fall away from your priorities when things are harder. Um, and everyone should find their own way to make that work. Like I'm, I'm a big planner. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've got to like, I'll plan out my week. I know I'm going to, get, going to get my training and I know, you know, I'll have alarms that will say Mate, that. You should see his calendar.
2: <laughs> you see his calendar. It literally says like, go outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's because I'm busy and there's things going on and I don't want to have to think about that stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to think. Um, you know, maybe I should just take a moment at some stage this day and, like, you know, do a little bit of breathing and just calm myself down because there's lots going on. Whereas if when a notification comes to me and it's like, you know, maybe you should get outside, it's like, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, or, or training, or I don't want to have to think about what I'm going to do for training. Like, mm. if I have to wake up and decide what I'm doing for training, the chance of me doing that, that training session is so much lower. Yeah. You know, if I plan it all out, like I say, I'm I'm a little bit too far that way probably for some people, but just understanding, like understand what you need. As Maddie said, like if you need to eat well, to train well and to get good sleep, figure out what you need to do to make sure that you think yeah. get those things happen. Like I, I have an alarm that comes say like, you should go to bed, Yeah, you know, and I'll be in the middle of some show and I'm like, I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> I don't want to go I don't want to watch Yellowstone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's like the time that I, I'm like, nah, this is why I'm doing it. And it's easy. It takes a, takes the thought and the stress away from it for me personally. Yeah. Um, and you've got to have flexibility. I get mm. that. And I do have flexibility. I've got way better at that. Like that might not go anything to plan, but then, you know, you got another day mm. the next day. You start again. Yeah. You it's know? almost like an unfair rule of life. And It's like
2: the if you do the easy thing now, the thing that's you're most tempted to do it creates a worse result later on, mm. and if you do the hard thing now it makes it easy for you later on you yeah. know it's almost a slightly unfair It's like <laughs> you know like eating it's like oh you you know the easy thing to do is to grab a packet of chips or the music bar or whatever it is, yeah. but the long term result of that is hard same with exercising the, the easy thing to do is to stay in bed. the hard thing is to go and train, but if you go and train and then you you know make a proper meal, it ends up being mm, yeah. better in the
1: long run. Oh. It's unfair, yeah, isn't it? should yeah. be the other way around. <laughs> and there's so much uh, ease that's thrown into our faces these days around like just convenience. So much convenience in front yeah. of us, eh? yeah.
0: yeah. But I reckon you've got to like leverage the convenience, a eh, so that you can do the, the stuff that is, is harder, you know what I mean? Like I'm a big fan of like just making all the things that should be easy as easy as they possibly can so that I can focus my energy on the stuff that is hard that I need to put my focus into, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I... The last thing you want is for every area of your life to just be hard and just slogging through stuff. <laughs> over, it's like you've got to get that stuff that you talked about earlier on. It's got to, you've got to have that balance right where you're really enjoying the journey, you're actually loving what you're doing, you're feeling comfortable and supported, so that you can push as hard as you want to in the areas that you want to be pushing in. Like mm. I, I do think you you mentioned earlier on. I'm Asked you a question. What do people think when they see you? Doing this type of stuff, I remember watching you out in the field, and you'd have like your you thumb over one nostril, and then you'd be doing all like you'd be blocking your nose and running as far as you can, and then like walking back. and You may think that people look at that and think that's different, but you're definitely a leader in that right. environment, and that, that makes people around you want to want to push themselves too. You know yeah. what I mean? Or everyone would look at that and think shivers he's got somewhere and he's choosing to take these little, like find out how he can, he's looking for these little one percenters all the time. And, you know, I've, I've got huge amounts of respect for so many rugby players. Um, but there's a few players that I look at in my career and think, man, and I think you've probably got a few too, that you think yeah. that they really got everything out of themselves. Um, and whatever they do next, they're going to take that same mindset too, too. Yeah. It's, um, I want to read you one, one quote, actually. Um, this is from Razor. So he's talking about you here. You said Cody is not only a world class player, he's an empathetic leader who knows how to get the best out of those around him and sets extremely high standards in our environment. How does that make you feel here in that? Oh yeah,
1: pretty good pretty good, I suppose. especially um, coming from someone like that is you know, he's got a good touch on most people in his life and who
0: he knows. Um, yeah, I don't know. it's Just <laughs> like empathetic leader, yeah. you know, like empathetic leader. Like they're not two words you hear together often. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I read that. I'm like, fuck it, he actually is. He's an yeah. empathetic leader. Like, is that do you reckon that's important in leadership? Having empathy? Um, I don't know. I think it's just, uh, yeah, part of yeah who I am. I've always,
1: you know, oh, I suppose people say this, but they. I like to think of yeah, you put others before yourself, and and that just goes hand in hand with the environment we've come from, and there, and uh, and the Crusaders, and um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it's just just who I am, maybe how I've always seen things and been raised. Yeah, yeah. Care. Mm. Care what, what do about? you think yeah. an empathetic leader is to you? Like, what does that mean? I think it's just someone who genuinely cares about um the other people in their environment and um would do anything to help them really like I' know I think that's the way I see myself in in that environment like I'd, I'd genuinely help anyone in the team if it meant that it's you know it's going to make us better um
0: yeah so you can see that the, the counter to that was the last part of his sentence which is he sets high standards in our environment Because, like, we all know a lot of people that will just be, like, they they demand a standard from everyone. They set the standard, they demand the standard, and they almost – but they can't connect with people that people want to join them in that standard too, if that that makes sense. Like, you know, I've played with players who set a high standard, but they can't bring people up there with them, you know what I mean, because they don't have that same level of empathy and care for for the group. And so, yeah, like Then I've also played with people that have huge amounts of care for the group but aren't setting high standards on themselves or or demanding that from others. So like, you know, because you will demand high standards from people. You know, you're not someone who's just like this big cuddly, hey, we're all great. Everything's all good. You'll set high standards on yourself and you'll expect those from other people from what I've seen. and But then people will still describe you as someone who really cares and is empathetic too. Like I think that's a pretty powerful combo. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, it's weird hearing those words. When you're talking about yourself, <laughs> eh? But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, the, like I said, the environment that we're in and, the, and and the Crusaders helps create that as well. And most people are working pretty hard to be the best selves. And um, but without that level of demand, you're never gonna get the success that we've had either. So yeah, yeah, your humility, humility, oozes out of heart. <laughs>
2: You know, we we look at those traits, you know, empathetic, all the things that he said, empathetic leader gets the best out of others and sets high standards in our environment. Like, those are really transferable traits, you know, like that's something that, you know, I certainly try to do every day in a business setting, you know, and, and, um, you know, even as a family, you know, like those those three all lay over trying to be a good parent as well. Um, You know, have you thought much about what might happen after rugby
1: for you? and how you might be able to use those, that skill set to... Yeah, oh, there's, there's a lot of thinking going on at the moment um, with all this time. Um, yeah, like I don't 100% know what I will dive into just yet. Uh, I know there's a big part of me that wants to dive into business, like I've given it a devil and um, it wasn't successful. Um, but that's I know that's on my own shoulders that why it wasn't successful as well. Like, it yeah, I didn't give it enough time. Um and it needed more time than what we could give it. So a huge learning there. And um, yeah, I'd I'd like to think that whatever I do get into, like the habits that I've developed from being in a professional environment will cross over, but it is quite daunting to think about at the same time because you're going out of your comfort zone in a different, whole different world, Mm. yeah. I can't wait to see what you are doing. doing.
0: Do you have any sort of, um, you put any feelers out for what you you might, do you think it might be business? Do you think it might be, um, something in sport? Do you think it might be something that uses those sort of people skills that you've been yeah, developing?
1: I think it will be like, I think that's why, well, the business side of that excites me is the fact that you can like potentially help people or like you're, you're giving service to other people. That's one area that I like, um. Then, you know, I've thought about coaching. Again, you're helping other people Mm. be better um, and you're helping the team, like a team, be better. uh, But then there's also, I don't know, the other side of like, I'd love to just get on the tools and and maybe go down the business um, route in that area. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm at the point where I need to sort it out because I am getting on, but. I am lucky that I do have a little bit of time to, to think about
0: it. and also like I don't know like that whole because I think players worry about it a bit as they're coming towards the end mm. of their career. And obviously, it's a, the hard thing with rugby is um, you know you're leaving if you're successful in rugby, you're leaving a rugby career in your mid to late thirties, um, and you're starting new, you're starting mm. fresh, you're starting at ground zero, you know, and so a lot of the people, a lot of your mates and stuff that haven't been playing professional rugby are sort of fifteen years into their careers you know whatever that looks Mm. like and as you say it could be on the tools or it might be running a gym or whatever it is you know and so it's it's quite a challenging time to navigate because you feel like you're going right back to the start yeah um but i think a a lot of um, rugby players don't realize though too is that the skills that they've taken through that career like with some of the stuff that we've talked about today are absolutely valuable skills and wherever you sort of choose to put you know your focus Mm. into like yeah. um, it's the skills that generate the, the outcomes it's not the it's not the you know it's yeah it just it just takes time uh, what, one thing I do like too that you talked about is like um, you're trying to find something that aligns with what you you, you enjoy you know yeah. you, you, and you've, you've earned the you've given yourself the right to be able to, to look at that you know by the things you've done previously but understand that yes you want to work with, in an industry that's helping people yeah you know that's a massive start I and mean, that cuts off a heap of a heap of things right from immediately you know mm. the fact that you want to be challenging yourself and growing you know like you know potentially business might be something that you look at getting into at some stage because you know the other skills that will make a, a business successful or not mm. so it's um yeah it's going to be interesting
2: I think the, the, the tough thing, um, you know, when you guys are both retired, or you're retired, but, you know, you're an athlete as well, and I think the, the tough thing, and you've mentioned it before, I can't remember who told you, but it's about just not having the identity wrapped up in what you do. And I think that actually um, transfers or tr- transpires to other people as well. It's like, you know, if you're a, I don't know, you know, a, a lawyer or a dentist or, you know, you get it, or, or something that you're, you know, you're really proud of. It's fine to be proud of it, but you, you don't want it to be wrapped up in who you are because if that's, if that's lost, even a parent, like you see it when sort of like, you know, someone's been a full time mum for 16, 17, 18 years and all of a sudden the kids move out and they sort mm. of feel like they've really lost a part of themselves. And I think there's a, you know, an interesting, you know, challenge, particularly for athletes, right, is to try and make sure that you're not, your identity is not wrapped up and, you know, you're proud of what you do and you're good at what you do, but it doesn't define who you are. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not an athlete, so it's never <laughs>
1: happened to me, but. No, I can definitely relate. Like, you do when you, when you sort of, like, you know, I went out on the tools with uh, my brother and my best mate and, like, you do, you feel like you're a, a fish out of water straight away as soon mm. as you step on site. And that's just because it's the unknown, right? But mm. I think, like, well, for me in particular, this window of having a break, um, using this time to to connect with certain people to you know, uh, at least start networking mm. in different areas to put yourself in different situations so it's not too foreign when you do get to that stage. Um that's one of the key things about this break that I want to achieve is is yes, yeah, to to dabble in a little a few yeah. things so I get a taste for what it's like and if I do
0: genuinely enjoy it mm. I think you you've got to have that long term approach to it too eh you know like you know where you are now as a professional rugby player came off the back of years of you know <laughs> preparation you know what I mean I think the hard thing is for for players they, they will go back they'll take a few steps back but ultimately the staircase in life after rugby is actually way longer and higher and and more rewarding i mm. find too you know like i absolutely loved everything about rugby but a lot of the stuff that i that i loved about rugby i i get that every day in business too yeah. you know and um but it's a longer term approach and and so to, you've got to look at the time thing too. You know, you are not going to solve all your problems in one year after finishing up. No rugby player, no, no athlete will, you know. Yeah. Um, it takes time to fall on your feet. And I think just try you don't have to have it all figured out either, I don't reckon either. Mm. You know, you can change in two years. <laughs> do something different. Yeah. That's the beauty of life. Hey, <laughs> eh? you get one chance to be here. Don't spend that time yeah. doing something that you don't love, you know. And not I'm not saying that I love everything about work every day, you know, it's that's hard. It's it's tough, but I know I'm I'm doing what I want to be doing, you know. And that's you know, that's a real privilege mm. um, that I don't take for granted. Um, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll find something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm confident
0: I I will find something eventually. Yeah, yep. watch
1: the space, eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, we have this. We have a um a motto at O Studio. It's it's own the moment. And so, like, own the moment. It's actually, it was actually my daughter that came up with the last sort of the first part of it. But it sort of, um, you know, the, what it means is like. You know, you can't impact anything that's gone on previously. You, there's nothing you can do about what's happened and there's nothing you can really do about what's going to happen too. You can't control those moments that are going to happen. You know, all you really have is the moment right in front of you right now. You know, that, that's all you have, you know. And so, um, you know, there's some of those moments that you face will be harder than, than others. Some will be easier than others. And obviously you've had the full spectrum of those moments too, you know, from the highest of highs to the, you know, some real challenges as well, like on the field. Like the interesting question for me is like, you know, a lot of people would look at you and think, so how the hell does he stand in front of 70, 80, 90,000 people and throw the ball in straight? How did he keep himself calm? Or how does he show up for those real big ones? The more interesting one for me is like, how do you show up for the small ones? You know, how do you show up for the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the changing the nappies, the, <laughs> you know, the, the waiting in, in line for a coffee that everyone else does too, that we all face every every day. Like it's, you know, as the is, there, is there correlations between those two you know the heart the highest and and the just the mundane and how do you and how do you nail those moments because you seem to be someone who really wants to get the most out of what you're doing
1: um i don't know i think i get maybe not joy and changing a nappy but like it um those sorts of things like they really just bring you back down to earth and like um for me, it makes you realise that I'm I'm no better than the other than the other guy. I just get to chase the ball around and, and get you know get paid for it and get to do it because I love it. Um, you know, when you're in, in those stadiums, you know it's like it's like there's just something so special about being out there. and Nothing else matters at the time, and you're just just having fun and enjoying it because you're I don't know you just. Uh, yeah, it's just special. Um, And then you step away from all that and like for the last couple of months, I've just been a a normal civilian. I've taken a lot of joy out of the fact that I can just be a normal person. And um, I don't, yeah, I don't see that any differently to, like I say, being out on the, on the field in front of that many people and just getting stuck in. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's weird. Like, I don't know, I've never I've never thought of myself as being bigger than anyone else, and I'm just lucky that I get to get out there and, and play rugby. But yeah, I don't know I can't. Nah, no, it answers
0: it. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it's funny. Like the reason I asked that is because you know all people that see of you as as TV, you know, mm. and they see you on TV and it's almost like they forget, actually, he's he's like driving down Fenton Road or, blah, you know, whatever, yeah. just living a regular life yeah. 99% of the time. Yeah. Know? Oh, hard. Oh, like, I, I
1: got a pretty good um, reminder of that. Like, I've been running around having playing the old game of Touch and, like, yeah. um, on the weekend, a couple of young lads are like, said they only played because... I was playing and they yeah. couldn't believe that I'd like go up to them and say hello and stuff. It's like, yeah, well, we are just people, you know, yeah. like, and yeah, as I suppose they just see you on TV and see what you do and you always get put on a pedestal, I suppose, but yeah, definitely don't see myself or anyone that I play with bigger than yeah old mate who's bloody working nine to five or <laughs> whatever, yeah. you
0: know? Yeah. No, I get yeah. it. I love
2: it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, um, yeah, it is, you know, you, you do get put on a pedestal as a rugby player. You know, I put rugby, you know, I'm a big fan of rugby. And so, but then, you know, I get the opportunity to sit down like this and have a conversation and sort of get to know you. And you're like, oh, it's just like, you know, just a normal guy, you know, like it's... um yeah, it's cool. And that's why it's, you know, we're stoked, you know, thrilled to have you on as the first mm-hmm. guest here, you know, as in the O Studio podcast, first of many, you know, I'd love to have yeah, you back again one day. A privilege, if yeah, yeah. If you've enjoyed it. Maybe and,
1: on the other side of things when I have actually finished up playing and <laughs> see what I'm up to. All yeah. oh, like, right, Well, lock that in now. But yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. we just want to say a huge thanks. You yeah. know, like I have like I said,
2: I've certainly watched you on TV and, and in stadiums, you know, a number of times. And obviously Tim knows you and he's telling me a lot about you. But, um, not everything you said. True's actually quite a nice guy, I think. But <laughs> I wouldn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> take everything he says, but uh, we appreciate the time. It's uh, it's cool to see a journey. And I think, you know, like I said, regardless of whether it's right or not, you are put on a pedestal. So people will listen to this and, and look at listen to the, some of the ways you've encountered challenges, some of the things you've done to get around those. And it makes it really relevant for people listening. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing. Thanks for being so open. And uh, um, I can't wait to... Yeah to follow your
1: journey and see what comes next thanks for having me on it's been good real good Mm. Legend.
0: cheers fellas thanks so much for listening and to Cody Taylor for his time today I really hope you got something from listening too if you like this podcast there's one thing you can do to help us out and that is to click the follow button wherever you are listening to this podcast if you could do that for us that would mean so much Our purpose at O-Studio is to make holistic wellness as accepted, as understood and as practised as physical fitness. If you want to join us on this journey, come and visit us at a location near you. Visit ostudio.co.nz for all the details. Own the moment.